by the powers vested in me by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. Oh, crank it up! There you go. Radio, radio, radio. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Cairo Nights. I'm Spike O'Neill, along with Matt Butler. We hope you've had a fine Tuesday and an even better Wednesday. What day is it? Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday, right? Wow. I just spent the last 72 hours in my car coming down from uh, North Seattle. <laughs> At least it felt that way. I ate every bit of uh, every bit of dried foods that were stored in my car. All my winter uh, you know, snowbank emergency supplies are gone. Drank six gallons of water, ate three boxes of Cliff Bars, uh, made my own. I, I was going to make coffee in the car, but I just ate the pound of coffee beans. I think you can probably tell from the level of caffeine and, and, and energy. I'm I'm actually dripping caffeine from the pores of my veins right now. Now, if you folks are trapped in the traffic that is southbound I five right now, I do I do feel for you. If you had to uh, fight through it to get home, like I had to fight through it to get to work. But you know what I feel worse for is the guy whose uh, semi was in the accident. You know, if, you, if you're caught in traffic behind an accident, we all hate that, right? But if you're the guy whose car broke down, if you're the guy who had the fender bender and you get to watch 15,000 people give you stink eye as they roll by you as you sit on the side of the road. That's a tough evening. That's a tough day, man. That's I, you a know, tough evening. So no matter how bad you've had it tonight on your ride home, the guy who had the car trouble or the accident, he had a worse day. It's called empathy, people. Everybody's out there is having a tough day. Everybody. So uh, give a little grace, give a little patience and humility. Remember your fellow man and just keep the stink out of yourself, okay? It's not that hard. You can be angry all the way down the road, but when you get next to the guy whose car broke down, give him a little nod like, hey, buddy, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah, that's good practice. It is, right? Uh, joining me now, Frank Sumrall from MyNorthwest.com. Uh, this is an always a welcome respite from the news of the day. The news of the day these days, it's a tough time. To be an American. It's tough time to be a globalist. Yeah. A, I mean, you know, a citizen of the earth. I, I was just speaking with uh, Chief Diaz a couple hours ago, so I'm going to be I'm going to be much more excited to, to just distract wow. myself for, for 15 minutes here than deal with all the ongoing crime police issues that we, we constantly have. Right, people are sneaking guns onto planes oh, yeah. in record numbers. People are having their cars broken into and their guns stolen from their cars. Everyone's got a, everyone's got a Glock in their Everyone's in got a their Glock in, in their, in their glove now. box. <laughs> You know, except Joe Biden, he's got classified documents in a glove box. But that's another story we have to worry about. You know, our secrets, uh, our, our national security secrets, our nuclear secrets, they're either in Joe Biden's garage, uh, next to Mike Pence's Bible, next to the uh, all-you-can-eat crab and shellfish buffet at Mar-a-Lago. You know, do you feel safe these days? I don't feel safe. Well, how about every time there's a, a car break-in, now we have an armed suspect running around? Yes. Every I mean, single time now we have a car break-in, we have to assume that. Well, And we'll get into that, too, because I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I, I hate to blame the victim in anything. I hate victim shaming. And I hate to blame the victim of someone whose car was broken into. But, you know, I get that you can't carry your gun into certain buildings, so you leave it in your car. But I don't know, man. Yeah. If you If you... Feel the need to be armed and, and take it with you on the road. I can respect that. I, I have nothing against people carrying a weapon. But if you're going to leave it in your car, it better be like in a safe. It better be strapped to the, you know, a steel box cabled to the frame of your car so it can't be. They'd have to steal the whole car to get my Yeah, gun. something, something like that. You know, that's what I'm thinking. You anyway. need to lock in a second car in that car. Yes, yes. Anyway, let's have fun. Let's have some fun. 
Frank Summerall is here to talk about modern-day actors. Are the great ones all gone? Are we looking at the last of the golden age of Hollywood actors? And I'm not talking about just the men. I'm talking about the, the ladies, the actresses as well. I know we're kind of getting to that point in our history and our evolution where an actor is of both sexes. The term actress, some people think is demeaning. I, I don't think that way. I'm an old school Hollywood type. You know, I'm an old school movie fan. Well, I, I know you guys did a segment like this earlier on on the actor v. actress, but I, I do side with you in some regard there simply because if we don't do the actress and we just have actor for the 10, I don't know if it's going to be very fair knowing this academy Ooh. and knowing everything. So mm, that's interesting. You think the misogyny of culture is going to just, if we don't secure recognition for the female of the of the, of the genre? Well, of the trade that, that that it'll be nine guys and one woman. Well, and, and and they may have it where it is split numbers wise even. But the problem with best actress nominees versus best actor nominees, and I was telling Matt this a little bit earlier, but your favorite actresses usually win Oscars for movies you've never seen or heard of. Mm. If you like Nicole Kidman, is is anyone listening a huge fan of Rabbit Hole? That's the movie <laughs> she won for. Like, do we love Julianne Moore in The Hours? Like. When you have a male performance that's going for awards, like a Daniel Day-Lewis, you know there will be blood. You know there will be blood. My yeah, Left Foot, yeah, yeah. Lincoln. By the way, those movies make a lot of money. Those movies are up for Best Picture Awards. Rabbit Hole, which is led by a female, which has an Oscar-winning performance in it, is nowhere near that attention in those awards. That's the issue with female-led movies versus male-led movies. Interesting. So is is it true that, that male-dominated, male-led movies tend to make more at the box office than female-led 100%. movies? 100%. Really? And, well, and also, the, it makes sense. The, I just hadn't thought of it. The auteur directors are making these complex, interesting. Let's give Casey Affleck Manchester's uh, by the sea role for a guy. We're yeah. not getting. We're it's getting better, and I think Tar is an amazing example of that. Mm-hmm. Let's give a really complicated role to a woman, but once again, Tar is a movie that made ten million dollars this right. year. Right, <laughs> you're right. Do you think <clears throat> that Margot Robbie as Barbie? Oh, will break that wall down where female female actors, actresses. I love the word actress too. I think it's a regal uh, a regal uh, word. You know, yeah. I got nothing wrong with the word the term actress. Yeah, but but we're we're getting far afield. Well, there's so many things I could talk to you about the movies because <laughs> I love your your passion for the movies. I have the same, but your knowledge of the movies is where I find myself lacking. Well, I'm glad you brought up Margot Robbie. Let's talk about her for a little bit because I saw Babylon. I sat down in the theater and I watched it. I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. The problem with Babylon is it was an $80 million movie that made half its money back. Yeah. The problem is Margot Robbie, who was the lead in it. There's a couple other big names, including Brad Pitt, but Margot Robbie is the lead. She made a film a couple months earlier called Amsterdam. That was an $80 million movie that made $30 bucks back. Wow. That's got Christian Bale in it. She also is doing superhero movies, and so she did like a second Suicide Squad movie. Right. That didn't make any money. So I'm thinking to myself, here is one of our tentpole actresses or actors, if you're just yeah, using yeah, the yeah, vague yeah, term, yeah. and we can't get a profit out of it. What is going on? Huh. Now, that being said, are, are the male driven vehicles in the movies, are they still making the kind of money that they used to? Or is that a byproduct of uh, p- 
distribution platforms evolving to more away from theater releases and more toward streaming service releases. Yeah, and of course streaming always makes this more complicated because we never know the money they're making right. from the streaming. So what we only know is how much they're paying for but, something. So, but are guy movies bringing in still $200 million at the box office? Aside from the Tom Cruise, you know, your, your mega maverick. I'm going to say I'm going to say no yeah. because let's use let's use Lisa who's now joining us. Let's talk about Adam Driver. Let's talk about Adam Driver. So he, his last three movies he's you're done. Sal- you're physically salivating. The minute we start <laughs> talking about Adam Driver, <laughs> we got a little bit of drool. Your, your pulse is mo- racing. Yeah, Look at you. You're blush. Are you blushing? We're on radio. Stop it. Um, his last three movies, which he's done all in two years, is White Noise, House of Gucci, and The Last Duel. Those movies have made a combined 180 million dollars, and they cost 250. So he's not turning a profit. Wow. And he's, he's one of the bigger stars nowadays. He's arguably stars, like yeah. the biggest, like he's 38, like for like this generation. It's like, is he like the guy? And the, I like Adam Driver a lot. Obviously, he's a great marriage story amongst other things, Black Klansman. But man, if he's our singular guy. Well, doesn't it come down to the budgets? I mean, they're spending too much to make these movies. Clearly, they're padding the budgets. They're making it appear they're not making profits on movies, so they don't have to give any bonuses to the actors. Huh. It's not a clear, uh, hard line. Somebody's making money. Well, so but movies nowadays, when they make money, there's initial box office ticket totals, right? But then there's money through distribution, through streaming services, through through pay cable services. Mm-hmm. Movies tend to make more money after they're released in their theatrical release than, than they do it in the theaters. Well, that used to be true with merchandise and DVD sales and, and, okay, and, and like TV contracts. I don't know what's going on with streaming anymore. Is Netflix taking all the profits? Mm-hmm. Or is the production team for uh, White Noise making a lot of money afterwards? That we don't know, and that stuff is tough to, to yeah. be revealed. We, we won't know, for at least for a while. So we keep kind of equating who star power to box office. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about just the skills. The, the, yeah. the, you know, let's talk about who's got real star power on the screen, whether it makes 30 million or it doesn't mean it's not as brilliant a performance as something that made 200 million because there were jets in it. Right. Right. So who's who's got modern star power? Yeah, so I have a list here. Um, we can we can talk through and see how many would interest you as a guy who's a leading man or a leading woman to get you into a theater. Adam Driver. Well, there's there's <laughs> one that we're talking about. That's two votes he, for Adam he's, Driver. He's going to test you though. He's got some weird stuff coming he, up. Everything he does is weird. That's what's so you. great about him. Um, he even made Star Wars weird. Yeah, he come did. on, he really did. He, did he was the did. weirdest, you know, the weirdest villains in Star Wars of all time. Kylo Ren is a moody little turd. I'm sorry, and I know he's a supervillain and yada yada yada, but he's a moody. And I'm cleaning that up. He's a is, moody little, you know. Is Timothy Chalamet bringing you guys to the theater? I you think know, he looks at himself as the next Daniel Day Lewis. He looks at himself. As I, th- that, I think so. Well, that's awful nice. Album. I think so. I hate to, tell me the stuff he's done. I the name. I, I so he so he got big with Call Me by Your Name. Uh, he just did oh. a cannibalism movie this year. Uh, he was in Dune. Okay, uh, I he saw Call Me By Your Lady Bird, oh, Little Women. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. He was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but he is the biggest name of the next generation, right? In that generation, alongside Cersei Ronan, alongside right. Emma Stone. But we haven't seen these people in a couple of years now. And I almost think we're in a culture that is more inclined to have a faster rise and a faster fall, right? Mm. Where... I don't know if we'll ever get back to a period where Tom Hanks can just enter, entertain a massive audience for 10 years straight. I think eventually now we have to fall out of love with him, 
have a, have a return, have him come back to us. Really? Like, like we saw with Brendan Fraser and The Whale, like we saw with Robert Downey Jr. and all his Marvel ma- magic, you know? Yeah. I don't know if we can just have that. I don't know if we can just have that. So here's something interesting about this. Going back to 1990, I did, who are the highest paid actors? Back, this, back actors and 90? actors. 1990. I would say Harrison Ford's yeah, on that, that list, right? De Niro's probably on that list. Great, great job getting Ford. He's Denzel like right in the Washington? middle. Denzel's not on here, but it's just like for the specific year. This is just a time capsule, obviously. Oh, it's, we're talking about 1990? This, yeah, it's just a random year. year yeah. okay. um, it was actually specifically 1993. I did 30 years ago. Okay, 30, fair enough. Fair wow. enough. Boy, um, probably Cruz. Oh, yeah. Right? Third. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, De, I said De Niro. Is he on the list? He's not on the list okay. at this point. And well, I, Hanks, right? Pacino? H- Hanks is on here. Pacino's not. You got John Candy. Wow. Okay. Charlie Sheen. Okay. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. He's still on here. Kevin Costner, Michelle Pfeiffer, Harrison Ford, as you guys mentioned, Arnold, Tom Cruise, Mel Gibson, and Tom Hanks. Michelle Pfeiffer's the only woman. She's the only woman. Meryl Streep is not on that not list. Not on this list. Wow. But Does she take a year off or something? Probably 92 and 94, she's yeah, top yeah, of the list, know, right? You never know. But yeah, this is a nice right. little snapshot of okay. like, wow, these are actors and actresses. These are directors. These are people who have made huge movies. They've made movies that are going to last forever, made movies that have won awards. It's a pretty decent list. A little white, but a pretty decent list. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, do you guys know what the top 10 was? This is for the last decade, for, for right now. From, from 2013 to now, this is the top 10 that people bringing in the most cheese to the theater. Oh. Chris Hemsworth. Guy who plays Thor. Uh, okay. Well, now is that because of the Marvel movies? Of course. Are these going to gonna be, you know, uh, Thor, Hulk, Captain America? Is that we're going on the list? Surprisingly not. Chris Evans, all those guys. Surpri- there's a couple of them, but surprisingly okay. not. Okay. Uh, but- ninth is a Bollywood actor, um, Ashkay Kumar. Wow. I'm not familiar with his movies, but neither, hey, but crushing real. Bollywood, so yeah. go for it. Uh, George Clooney's on here at eight. Okay. Oh. Well, he's a 90s star. Yeah. He's a 90s star. Okay. Will Smith's on here. 90s star. Tom Cruise is on here. He's an 80s star. So now most of these people I'm listing off have been popular for at least 30 years at this point or 20 years into a third decade. Right. How about another one? This guy's even older than them. Jackie Chan. Guy was popular since the 70s. Jackie Chan. Is one of our What's 10 most popular now? actors. Really? Probably a lot of animated stuff. Huh. I think he does a lot of like the Kung Fu Panda things. Okay. That make a lot of money. Okay. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I can imagine that. Makes a lot of money. Love Mark Wahlberg. He's not making Boogie Nights 2, which yeah. bums me out, but I love Mark Wahlberg. Adam Sandler, number three. Robert Downey Jr., because of Marvel, yeah, number right. two. And the number one, I would like to talk about this before we go to break, is The Rock. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what? I, I feel embarrassed not having mentioned Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because that guy has remade every movie that was ever made. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Has The Rock not remade every single movie ever? And how many iconic rock movies are there in the same vein of Stallone and Arnold? None. That's crazy. Not, not one. With all the technology we have, with all the cool directors we have, he can't land a single action movie in the last decade that makes us go like, at least we have this. At least our generation has this. Arnold was cranking them out every year. Yeah. And, you know, not all of them are hits, but, you know, he, he does have a Terminator on his list. Stallone has a Rambo on his list. Bruce Willis has a Die Hard on his list. Right. We do not have that with The Rock, and he's our guy. He's been our guy for a decade. So is that just because he's? It's just just volume, volume, volume. Yeah. This is just volume. I mean, the guy box has made. Guy numbers. has literally made every movie over again. Yeah. No matter what it is, The Rock's got a version of it. And now it's well, he just did the Jungle Cruise, right? A Disney movie, oh, right? Yeah. A Disney right? ride. 
<laughs> a Disney right, a Disney ride movie. Did anybody see that? Did I that saw movie? it. Yeah, what it's did you wonderful. Think? Really, it's wonderful. Huh. Yeah, I mean it's 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 cotton candy. Yeah, you know, first off, it's Emily Blunt who's fantastic, can do anything. You know, Emily Blunt was Mary Poppins, and then she what was the movie she made with Tom Cruise? That was uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That's a good Phenomenal. One. She's like a um, Devil a Wears one. Prada. <laughs> she was great. Devil yeah. Wears Prada, yeah. and that was she was the third wheel in that movie yeah. behind Meryl and uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Did you like A Quiet Place? I, I don't know what that is. Okay. Oh, I love The Quiet Place. Because your guy, Adam Driver, is doing the next Quiet Place. Is he really? It's one of his next ones. Quiet Place is a movie where an alien species comes to Earth and they can't see, but they can hear like a twig snap. And to survive, you have to be stone quiet. That's why I didn't see that movie. Oh, <laughs> it is beyond creepy, It was man. the d- directorial debut from Jim from The Office, oh. John Krasinski. Oh, so was Emily Blunt in that? Yes. 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 Wife? Is that where they met? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it's, well, they, yeah, they were, they were a, a married couple in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and they're married in real life. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. So we're going to come back okay. with Frank Summel, and we're going to talk about what... <laughs> What has become of the Jimmy Stewart's? Oh, my know, guy. And, and the Sean Connery's of yeah. the world. And is I, there one coming up that's going to have that kind of I got of names. We can okay. talk Clooney. about some names. Clooney. We'll it's see. Clooney. Clooney's another one. Clooney's directing too many bad movies at this point now. <laughs> he's not acting. He's just directing. It's easier. <laughs> it's time you got to think. Anyway, it's Cairo Knights, uh, Spike O'Neill, Matt Butler, Frank Summerall, and Lisa Brooks. We're going to talk movies when we come. We're going to talk stars. Are, are we going to ever have another real movie star? We'll be right right after these. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I'm Spike O'Neill, along with Matt Butler. Summer from MyNorthwest.com is with us, and we're talking movies, we're talking movie stars. Who is going to be the next, I mean, that's what a crazy thing to ask. Who's the next icon? Well, we're talking about, we're, we're looking for them. We we're are. trying to find them. Is there going to be one? Who's the last movie star? Leonardo DiCaprio? It's Leo, it's Leo for sure. Yeah? Because what I'm looking for in like, for the star is, I want someone who can Bring in a decent box office, bring, be in a movie that makes a decent amount of money where a decent swath of the public has seen it and can conversate and talk about it while also being critically acclaimed. Okay. And that – there's just such a schism now with I'm going after my Oscar. Benedict Cumberbatch did that in Power of the Dog, a movie that mostly people didn't see and if they did, I think fell asleep through. And then he's also – I need to be in front of a lot of people. So I'm going to be in the biggest Spider-Man movie of all time. And he did that all last year. But there's no longer the marriage of both, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. Don't you think the star system is kind of done with, though? That's a great point. We have so many ways to see people and to connect with people that it's almost irrelevant. Isn't it catching the message of the moment and, you know, jumping on the theme? And isn't the theme bigger than the person, than the, than the person, than the star itself. That's it's a great point. The star system used to be where someone worked for a movie company, right? And they were trained, and like Judy Garland had dance lessons and vocal lessons, and you know, blah blah, blah everything. And they built these. They you know they made dozens and dozens and dozens of movies until they were trusted with big productions. And those days are gone. And because actors gained a lot of power, and they started making their own films, started calling their own shots, doing their own passion projects and whatnot. Now the swing we're seeing on the other side, and it's being led by the superhero front, 
is IP, intellectual property, and characters within it being more important than the actors. Mm. Because we're seeing right now DC, one of the comic book movie studios, is um, going through like a whole recasting. So they have all these characters they've established, Superman, uh, Aquaman, The Flash, and just midway through, they're like, we're just going to recast everybody, and guess what? Everybody's going to come see this movie anyway, because it's still The yeah. Flash. Because Well, Henry, is it Cavill? Yeah, Cavill? he's out. Yeah. He's out as Superman. I thought he was fantastic as Superman. Mm-hmm. He's actually, was. he's in, there's a movie, uh, I think they're Netflix movies, the the. Oh, Enola Holmes. Mm-hmm. He plays Sherlock Holmes in that, those two movies they made. He did a great job as Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the, anything that he was doing wrong as Superman. It, well, Batman's a weird uh, – I mean, Batman's also a DC character, and they're recasting Batman. Well, there's like six of them now uh, exactly. at this point. Six. Exactly. Yeah. Batman ha- – everyone took a turn as Batman. I mean, even Val Kilmer was right. Batman. Yeah, you know, Michael Keaton one. was okay. Clooney was uh, worrisome as Batman. Yeah. I still think Christian Bale's one of the best Batman. Yeah, he's he's got my vote. I do I do like the Keaton Batman, but Michael Keaton was a great Batman. I like the Bale. I like the Bale Batman. The Bale was like he was troubled. Guy was a troubled soul. So, to me, a movie star is somebody who has done multiple iconic roles, like a Harrison Ford. Yeah, you know who's been he's been Indiana Jones. He's been Han Solo. You know the guys that have franchises have been built upon their star power. But what was Johnny great, Depp is in that arena, of I think, course, too. Of right? course. But what's great about Harrison Ford is, and I'm not seeing this from a guy that has these IPs in his back pocket, like Chris, um, I want to say Chris Pratt, right? Chris Pratt, oh, yeah, who yeah. does, uh, he's in Jurassic Park. He's, he's done, in, the Mar- he's in Guardians Marvels. of the Galaxy, right. He started in TV in Parks and Rec. You know what else Harrison Ford did? He worked with Peter Weir and did Witness and got an yes. Oscar nomination Fabulous out of it. Movie. Great movie. Yeah. Can I get that, Chris Pratt? Go make your Amish witness right. 2023 for me. <laughs> that movie would be awesome. It would. That would be so good. But, you know, it's I love Chris Pratt. A local kid, Lake Stevens High School. Oh. But he's he always plays Chris Pratt. Yeah. Whether he's chasing dinosaurs or chasing aliens, he's still Chris Pratt. And Much like Wahlberg. I love Mark Wahlberg, but he's always Mark Wahlberg. Maybe, whether he's got a talking teddy bear or he's a bad cop, <laughs> he's Mark Wahlberg. And maybe that's it. I was Because I'm writing, I was writing down questions when I was trying to figure out where are our actors Maybe we just made it too easy just with, with the people we have behind the camera, all the technology we have. Maybe acting's just too easy for a lot of these movies. Oh, come on. You can just, just put a lot of people you in these things. You try it. Well, I, I'll give you an example. And I still think Tom Hanks might be the last movie star because, I mean, DiCaprio may keep going and do things. But Tom Hanks could be a thousand different people. He's different in every project he does. You know, Tom Hanks literally straps on different personalities, yeah. much like Daniel Day-Lewis. Right. Oh, yeah. Whereas Wahlberg's always Wahlberg. Tom Cruise is always Tom Cruise. But you know? where, where Hanks stands on that is like he proved – and he proved it beforehand. But he proved he was a movie star of movie stars when he could do a two-hour movie about being stuck in a terminal. And that makes that was, I was $200 million that. Dollars great, or yeah. whatever. But I thought you would say two-hour movie about being stuck on an island talking to a that coconut too, and, a, right. and a volleyball. How many actors could do that? Seriously. How no, many you of know. these actors that we're talking about now, the Timothy Chalamet's, uh, Tom Holland's, I'm looking at this list, Michael B. Jordan, can you right. stick on an island and entertain us for 50 minutes? You know what? I, I, I gave you the barometer. I watched um, Michael, what's his name? Michael B. Jackson, right? Michael Jordan. B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, I'm sorry. Someone signed it live this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No comedy chops. None. Mm. No comedy chops. And a guy's great. He's one of our best. He's, right. He's one He's of great. the best, like the, the generation that yeah, the millennial generation can offer is at least we have Michael B. Jordan. But guess what? He's doing more Creed movies. Right. 
He's on his third Creed movie, which follows five Rocky movies. So what do you think of Bradley Cooper? I like a Bradley lot. Yeah. A lo- exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, from Wedding Crashers, where he played, you know, the the yeah. total, you know, square jarhead boyfriend. You know, no, no, I, that wasn't a military reference. I mean, block, <laughs> I blockhead would have been a better, better descriptive. To a Star Is Born, he was fantastic. Where he was and directed it. Yes, too, and, and just brilliant in that movie. The guy can act. Yeah. So I think Bradley Cooper might be one of the next mega star. I mean, he's already a mega star. He's but, so handsome. Yeah. When he's definitely he's going after. I think like he sees himself as a movie star. He's like, I have one of the iconic comedies of of the last ten or fifteen years. I've been in amazing dramas like The Star Is Born. He's now doing movies like Maestro, which he's going right. to be acting and directing, and that we talked about earlier. He's going for the Oscar. I think that's the thing that's missing from his mantle. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, he's great. Well, Silver Linings Playbook too. He was brilliant uh, yeah. in that. Brilliant. Yeah. And we haven't mentioned Jennifer Lawrence, who's incredible. She did the movie called Causeway on Apple, which no one saw. Like, like I need more stuff from is these she people. The, this is the gossiping. Is she the one married to Ryan Reynolds? Who's married to Ryan Reynolds? No, that is um, oh, uh, Blake Lively. That's it. I, oh, right. Great knowledge. Okay. Um, Blake Lively, I, I like her, but she... Yes. What was the movie she just did about a girl who the woman who couldn't age? I forget the name of the movie. Oh, the the age of Adeline. Yes, yes. I love that. It was a wonderful story, but I thought she was kind of kind of one dimensional. Oh it. wow! I, mean, I don't know. You know, somebody who's didn't get old for seventy years. Yeah. You know, when when her daughter is dying of old age and she still looks like the day she went to prom. A great storyline, but you know, I don't know. To 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 flip this to sports and the why we're like tracking this, we're, we're still figuring out like the best way these people can have careers. Because in, in sports, that's been outlined. If you're watching football or basketball, you know, like, okay, Joe Montana did this, this, and this to have this career. Okay. And I am looking for that for my actors where it's like, okay, got the Temple franchise, got the Oscar nom, you got okay. the five-year streak where everything you did was great, like these little things right. here and there. And what's interesting is unlike sports, which has given us the finite timeline of athletes, the rise and fall of each athlete, so we have an idea. Right. We don't have that for actors because the industry keeps changing. We only have about 100 years of knowledge for movies, and we have all these different generations of actors. We have a movie coming out, 80 for Brady, about all these people oh, in, right. their, in, their, in, in their 70s and 80s. Yeah. Those are old school movie stars that I think two of them got EGOTs, which means you won an Emmy, yeah. Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Right. And that's uh, Rita Moreno and, and, uh, and Sally doing, Field, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're doing their own movie, taking up space where – if you were making movies from 50 years ago, you wouldn't have that, right? So we're still kind of figuring out. It almost feels like there's so many stars. There's so many different ways. There's so many different ways to be famous in the modern world now. It's interesting. I'm watching athletes like LeBron and Tom Brady try to crack in the movie world. I don't even know if that's the answer. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of outstanding actors that audition every day right. and are working their hearts out just to get that one movie role that would right. – propel them to that and what's it take for those people to get a decent shot at something you know that's that's what it boils down to these people have auditioned and auditioned and auditioned for years um so i think they're still out there i think we're going to find them we just need some smart casting directors to take to take a chance well you, you know you mentioned uh, uh, Sersha, right Sersha ronan yeah um i just saw the lovely bones recently i know it's it's like 10 years old now but that well, she was what fourteen at the time, I believe, when she made that movie, and basically yeah. an unknown at the time. And that was Mark Wahlberg and Stanley Tucci as the mm-hmm. not the you know spoiler the movie's ten years oh, old. Yeah. 
Stanley Tucci as the killer in that yeah. movie was just the guy should have got an Oscar. Creepy. Yeah. He was nominated. Um, yeah, he was nominated, nominated, but he should have won. It was phenomenal. But Sir Ronan carried that movie. That's that kid is a star. Yeah. That kid has incredible chops. To to sign off on it, I just want to <laughs> I just want to bring up this one actor, okay. not conventionally attractive to being a, a leading man. His name was Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Oh. Guy was nominated 7 times and he has 2 wins. Oh. Check this out. Kramer versus Kramer. Right. $106 million box office. The Graduate, $104 million. Tootsie, $177 million. Rain Man, $420 million bucks. Yeah. We don't have actors anymore that are prestigious doing the Daniel Day-Lewis parts while also bringing in the money and bringing in the conversation. And I hate that I have to choose between the two. I hate that I have to choose between the choose between Avatar, who has no discernible actors beyond Sigourney Weaver for the most part. Right. And then I'm watching Tar with Kate Blanchett, which made 10 million bucks and is on Peacock, which no one has. <laughs> it could be a sleeper though. There well, you, you know, we, we, we'd rather see stuff blow up than great acting. I want the marriage. I want you the want marriage. It all. You want it all. I want you're it a, all. You're, and it's just, you're a I'm, renaissance I'm man. in a bygone era. It's just not going to happen anymore. <laughs> you now get famous on TikTok and I got to talk about oh, that. Please. So that's what we're going to do next week. I'll no. talk about TikTok no, stars. No, no, no. Don't. Oh, I'm not, not here. You won't. And anyway, uh, Frank Summerall from MindWorks.com. Don't ever change. Seriously, man. Don't go chasing. Don't go chasing rainbows. Don't go chasing the fads. You got it. I'll be you here stay, next week. You stay you. You do you. Okay, stay have, golden pony have boy. Have a rest of your show. All right, brother. We'll be right back after these at Skyrim Nights. Shane Company and Shanko.com. And again, Tom Shane, that respect, brother. Don't be stomping on Tom Shane tag. Well, stop stomping on Curtis Mayfield. Respect, my friend. Respect. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I always love when Frank comes in, man. It's just the passion that guy has. Unbelievable. Not lots, lots of knowledge, of course, but the passion for for what he reports on. Uh, Texters had a lot to say about why there aren't movie stars anymore. Someone said that uh, you know they're elitists and uh, they feel they need to be put on pedestals. Well, of course they are. That's why they're in acting. But that doesn't mean that we can't appreciate uh, star power. I trust they'll be texting in soon with the same criticism of billionaires. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, but someone mentioned, what about what about Julia Roberts? We haven't mentioned Julia Roberts. And she is one of the biggest stars of, of our generation easily. Absolutely. You know, George Clooney uh, plays the great everyman. George Clooney, no matter, whether he's, no matter what role he's taking on, he plays the everyman. But I, but I really do think that Tom Hanks might be the most gifted actor of his generation, of this generation. Uh, someone says, you know, Christi- Christopher Walken. We didn't mention Christopher Walken. Uh, Christoph Waltz. Do you see Inglorious Bastards? Do you see Django Unchained? Yes. Okay. Uh, Christoph Waltz is phenomenal. And if you haven't seen Inglorious Bastards yet, you really should see Inglorious Bastards. Christoph Waltz is phenomenal in it. But, and I'll, and I'll use that to close out my thoughts on this. Brad Pitt gets a rough, rough way to go because he's so good looking and people say he just trades on his looks. We've said that in the past here. Brad Pitt can act his ass off. Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards is phenomenal. Brad Pitt in so many things has been phenomenal. 
I, I, Denzel Washington is a brilliant actor. Someone says Denzel's always playing Denzel, much like that. Like the criticism I have of Mark Wahlberg is that he always plays Mark Wahlberg. I think Matt Damon might fall in the same category, but but they're brilliant actors. But I would say if you think that Denzel always plays Denzel, see Training Day, a, a, a phenomenal movie where Denzel is anything but Denzel Washington in that movie. Training Day is a great piece. And I was mentioning Harrison Ford and all the iconic roles he's had, and I didn't mention Blade Runner. And Blade Runner, phenomenal. Hugh Jackman said, why don't you mention Hugh Jackman? Great actor. I would agree. You know, you know, when you can pull off Wolverine and you can pull off, you know, P.T. Barnum in The Greatest Showman, you got you got range. You got major range. Roger, uh, the 360 says, the big screen has died. How can stars rise now, given the fact that we can see them on our home TV? Can someone be a can someone be a mega star if the only place you see them is is at home? I don't care how big your TV is on the wall of your living room or how great your sound system is. If you don't see an actor on a big screen in a theater, it just doesn't have the same doesn't have the same oomph, you know. And I and I still think I don't know Tom Cruise. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. I uh, pardon me. That was wrong. Tom Hanks. To me, Tom Hanks is the greatest actor of our generation, and that's just because he was Woody. He was phenomenal as Woody. Apollo thirteen, Forrest Gump. Castaway, like back to back to back. <clears throat> I think he won two out of three Oscars of those three years, and the only reason he didn't win the third time was because they felt guilty. How to just clean everybody's clock year after year after year after year after year. Uh, Christian Bale, we did mention, is a phenomenal, not just a phenomenal Batman, but Christian Bale can act. Tremendous. Morgan Freeman, somebody says, yeah. And Morgan Freeman, Lawrence Fishburne, we, you know, <laughs> Frank was right. You know, these uh, are our, our heroes are so white. Lawrence Fishburne, Samuel L. Jackson, Morgan Freeman. Brilliant. All of them. Denzel. Absolutely. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx from, from Ray to Django Unchained. Jamie Foxx has got game. And if you haven't heard yet, look up. Go somewhere on YouTube. I don't care what your political beliefs are. Go see, find Jamie Foxx impersonating Donald Trump. Close your eyes and listen to it. It is scary. It's so good. It is scary. And the guy learned to play piano to take on the role of Ray. To play, uh, to play Ray Charles and Ray. Which she won an Oscar. It's Kyra Knights. When we come back, who's at fault when a car is broken into and a gun is stolen? Is there enough blame to go around for everybody involved in that scenario? In Tacoma, every 48 hours, a gun is stolen from a car in Tacoma. That's just stolen from a car, and that's just in Tacoma, every 48 hours. It's Kyra Knights. We'll be right back after this.